Hello and how are you to all you sports lovers out there? My name is Robbie Gillette and welcome to conversation number 20 of the Keeping It Real with Robbie podcast where we chat all things on the mental side of sport to stories, laughs and banter. Whether it's the old pigskin or the old of the ball, we've got you. Today I'm joined by Titans all-rounder Dayan Khalim as we explore his career through his eyes and how he has experienced being a young prodigy deemed to be the next Jacques Cullis and the noise that comes with that. I hope you guys enjoy and as always if you could press that subscribe button it would be much appreciated. I'm working really hard to try and prove a little bit every week for you guys so let me know what you guys think about this one. Awesome. So two podcasts in two weeks. Uh, they're going to have to start calling me Mr. Consistency Daisy. Um, and what better way to to be spending my Saturday or my Sunday afternoon with the guy who's probably been the most requested podcast guest of mine, uh, Titans All-Rounder, Dayan Khalim. Uh, and I think it's going to be quite interesting just to to kind of get his perspective looking back on where he has been or the journey he's been on so far to get to where he is. Uh, it's been quite a unique one, you know, being, I mean, you've had a few injuries and, and was dubbed the next Jacques Cullis uh, and all the noise that surrounds that, you know. So I think it's going to be an interesting perspective uh, for, for the listeners to, to kind of grasp your your journey so far. Uh, so, yeah, thank, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, before we get into it, let's maybe touch on the Momentum One Day Cup. If we go down there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you guys were, were kicked out of Pool, uh, pool A. Um, fairly frustrating, but of... Uh, Bit of uh, what's it rain uh, rain cancellations COVID bubbles, yo. How do you reflect? Uh, yeah, look, it was it wasn't great. I can tell you that because the bubble was pretty intense because we couldn't go to our roommates back or teammates, whatever the case is. Like um, they were going to allow it to happen, but then uh, things got tricky, and yeah, like we just had to get tested like three times and. And they just, the doc just advised not to do it and not to go to guys' rooms, although maybe one or two guys were being sneaky. But yeah. luckily, um, we, I mean, the Wi-Fi wasn't great. The, we couldn't order takeaways and stuff like that. So it wasn't, wasn't lacquer. So they just came knocking on your door, giving you some food. And then once the third test was done in the week, and then we were able to, you know, go to wherever, like the breakfast room or lunch and whatever the case is but it was basically that training back match back but the rain didn't help like you said so we played one game and we were meant to play four uh they revised all the yeah they 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 brought down and they narrowed the fixtures and all that so we were only meant to play four games and two pools but yeah we didn't get to play much we lost the first game and that was that wow that bubble doesn't sound great eh? at all no look it's it's not for the faint art today no, no, and we weren't even in there for as long as you know the pro two guys and some <laughs> of those guys. Like <laughs> they get in there for like a month and a half and two months. I know guys were in a bubble for like two and a half months for IPLs and this and that. So we got a minor taste of it. But I guess when you don't have Wi Fi, you can't play PlayStation and you can't play online. So no, time doesn't play. fly. What do you play? Fortnite, Call of Duty, FIFA. No, I play FIFA. Well, uh, FIFA twenty one and then Ultimate Team. Uh, I'm I'm trying my best, but yeah, right. I try to I try to get get into it now. But the Wi-Fi wasn't great when I was there, so now I'm just playing at home and I try to play like a third third person story type of thing. So, nice. um, yeah, I played uh, a lot of what's uh, the Last of Us. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool! My yeah. uh, my brother, both my brothers are flipping so into the ultimate team, and uh, yeah, I'm very. 
clueless on it, but I think my brother packed Samuel Eto icon or something, which is two million coins. So Jeez. yeah, his his weekend was set after that. But but enough enough of the ultimate team because Well, I think his ultimate team is set, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, something like non-tradable. I don't know what. I don't know yeah. the terms. Um, okay. But yeah, Devon, let, let's maybe chat about your journey. You know, it's uh, where does it start for you in terms of cricket, and uh, how would you maybe describe yourself just to get a bit of background uh, as a kid? You know, growing up, what does it like? Um, it starts as when I was about. I was a kid. I remember the first couple of games. I used to obviously mini cricket. You know, the guys start as per usual. The guys generally start at about six, five. And, you know, my dad used to chuck me balls when I was a little kid and whatever the case is, obviously when I was three, four, five, used to just underarm balls to me and whatever the case is. So it started then. And then I played uh, hardball cricket when I was seven and I joined a club, Western Rochester Club. And I played basically all my club cricket there bar one or two seasons where I was maybe at Borland or, you know, at a different piece, but as soon as I was in Western Province, I yeah, I was at Western Australia Club my whole life, so that's where I spent most of my time, you know, training, nets, all those things. So, uh, my dad used to push me to go to the nets quite often, so that's used to be where we, where we were always at. So, yeah, um, that's basically where it all started and how it came about. And then, obviously, um, I got into Ronwash Boys, uh, prep school when I was grade six, and that was kind of a Another stepping stone. That's when I kind of left Western Province for a while and played obviously school cricket on Saturdays and that. So I came across a couple of really good coaches when I was at, you know, Ronobosh. And um, it was really nice, um, just that environment and just you know, this type of school that they were. They were very welcoming. They, the coaches were very, uh, they gave me a lot of opportunities when I was young. So I got exposed to a high level very quickly. Yeah, awesome. And then, like, where does when does Dayan Khalim realize that this is could be a career journey or career path for you? When when does it click in your head? Like, is it is it quite young or is it further on? Just depends, really. The I think it varies from person to person. You know, some guys go into their careers maybe and and get it really going when they're twenty four. Some guys get it going when they're eighteen. Um, so then I think for me, it was a case of, I always kind of knew that I wanted to go into it at some stage, just based on the fact, like when you half decent at something, you always want to do better. And you know, that here's in the vibe at school. And when you're good at something, everyone like goes on about it or this or that. So you, so you get, you feel good about yourself and whatever the case is. So I guess the more teams I made, the more I wanted to go into it. Um, I think. That's kind of where my, where my head was at, at that time. When I was young, obviously I wanted to be a, a pro tier player and play for Cobras and play for, you know, franchise level. Um, so when I was a kid, I used to say, yes, I want to be there when I was 12, 13. But the more you make a team or what, just the more reassurance you get that, you know, maybe you are doing the right thing. So yeah. yeah. So you've had, you've made like, how many injuries have you had now? Listen, um, I'm always, <laughs> let's say a couple of big ones, which was my knee, which I was 16 at the time. Um, then there was a couple of shin problems when I was at 19, 18, 20, 
that's still oh and i had a stress fracture in my shin now not too long ago about seven months ago uh so yeah like i think three but it's almost like similar things i wouldn't say it's like yeah it's been completely different mm. you know serious injuries where it's all over the body it's kind of like staying on one side there but it's basically my landing leg which gives me problems but no one would really know because i even if it's hurting a lot i don't really you wouldn't really show it like sometimes but i guess there's a time where you can't help the team anymore so you gotta take a step back and you know be honest if you're not going to be at 100 but sometimes you can play with that like with a niggle or you know i think cricketers or i'm sure most sportsmen you never feeling 100% or your body's feeling yes i've got yeah. no pain yeah so there's always going to be a barrier that you need to uh cross and and we we all kind of face our own battles within ourselves and and you know some guys have to work harder on their body than others it's just how it works i guess but everyone has their own things to deal with so you say that you said your 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 landing leg uh and you play through it but nonetheless it must be incredibly frustrating uh and I, I, like i spoke to Darren De Pavlon like a while ago and he said that he also got okay maybe a few more injuries than you did um but once you get like one or two or three that tag of being like injury prone gets thrown at you have have you found that to be the case uh, like personally um well guys do obviously know that i have a tendency of obviously getting injured but you know the coaches that i'm with now has a lot of faith in me and and, and they kind of know about what what i have to do and how, how to be the best so they know what i have to do to get there and they kind of work with me on it so they're not really you know i do what i have to do in terms of but they also leave it up to you and what you need to do as well so if your body's feeling a little bit you know under the weather or you're feeling a bit sore in terms of pain sore not stiff sore yes, then yeah. some rehab sessions where they go well it's up to you what you need to do to feel ready for the game so if you feel like you just need a rest 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 and you come to the game and you do your business, it's all about doing the business on the day and on the at the game so if you keep doing your business but you train some guys train less and they play better just yeah. Hard is sometimes, but some guys need to train hard. I feel like a lot of the youngsters need to train as hard as they can to learn their craft. Um, and as you get into a setup, the older guys, the more ex- not older, but let's say the more experienced guys, they they often seem to come with very specific things that they would like to work on. Yeah. So they come with some of them just hit underarms and they they go, or they hit underarms and they say, "No, I'm good." Or today, if we have to hit, you know, bowlers, then they'll hit bowlers and they'll leave. Or they'll hit bowlers, they'll work afterwards, and they'll work even longer afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends. Like, they have a, a very clear mind on what they need to do and how they need to go about their business to be their best. So I feel like with the youngsters, we still, we're still learning, obviously, what what's our thing to get to our best. But I think hard work is, is the way to go. So... For me, an example, I, I need to hit balls, but once I feel like I'm in good nick and, and good batting and I'm batting well, then Keep I find that, that I don't yeah, I don't need to if I'm batting a lot or if I'm hitting the ball nicely, I don't like to complicate things sometimes. So sometimes I'll hit 
18 balls in the net and I'll be like, yeah, I'm feeling so good, whatever the case is. And then when I'm not feeling that good, I'll bat for 10 times longer. Yeah. Just yeah. to get into the groove, if you know what I mean. So it's just working out a good balance, I feel. But I, in, in winter, I hit as, much, as many balls as I can in off season. And so, so obviously all around her, what, what are you working, obviously working hard on, on both, but what would you say you find yourself practicing most? I think it also varies from coach to coach, but I would say that bowling would probably be my main priority right now mm. because of the type of the type of player that they see me as and the role that I'm playing. But I think I've been working so hard on my batting that it's almost evening out a little bit. So uh, not evening out, but I- I'm hoping that it can even out at some stage in terms of where the performances come in. Um, I know that my batting is, I've got the ability to, to bat really well and I've been feeling really good with my batting. Yeah. Um, in the last few games that we've played, I maybe didn't kick on to get hundreds, but got a cup, I got a not out, got a 40, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of starts. I'm feeling really good about it. Uh, so I think the coaches are seeing that, you know, there is improvement there and they maybe see it in a different light. So, you know, but in saying that, I think where they see me in terms of some formats is that I'd open the bowling and then, you know, about at seven. So yeah. in terms of roles, it'd probably be maybe a little bit of a strong role in the bowling okay. and in the batting. Yeah. But in saying that, when I bat, you, you're a batsman, when you bowl, you're a bowler. So yeah, it's, a, it's, quite a, it's quite an interesting uh kind of dynamic like not everyone has to experience that at cricket you know like as an all-rounder you either yeah. like there's maybe one maybe two all-rounders in the cricket side uh, and the rest are focusing either bowling or, or batting but it's quite exciting that your batting's evening out are you yeah. are you comfortable now with your role you know in terms of or would you like to be batting more or uh, rather, rather not say um yeah i mean i i i like to think that I would just do what the team requires me to do, to be honest. I, if I'm in the team, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing something right. And and if I keep playing, um, then it's, it's a big, it's a big plus for me if I'm playing. So whatever I need to do on the day, but yes, I would like to be in the top six batting wise and, and open the bowling or bowl first change. Yes, that's obviously the goal, and 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 but I got to earn that spot. You know, I can't, yeah, yeah, okay. I can't just rock up and expect to be in that if I haven't earned it. So it takes maybe a year or two, or maybe even longer than that to to get where I want to be. So it just depends on, yeah, it just depends on the side as well, the balance of the side. So sometimes you might find yourself at eight, but sometimes you might find yourself at five. Who knows? Just depends on the balance and how they're looking at things and and yeah just you've got to be very flexible being an all-rounder isn't isn't the easiest thing because you've got to put as much attention to both but mm-hmm. normally when you boat when you're done bowling because i bowl first I mean, normally when i'm done bowling you got to get throws afterwards but by that time you've done so much during the day in the morning for practice already you're so tired yeah so you, that last stretch is normally the hardest stretch but you know and you generally there one of the last guys that's because of just what you're doing because the bowlers bowl and they obviously have a hit as well but once they're done bowling then you got to make your own way sometimes because they're not going to bowl to everyone the whole day yeah yeah. so sometimes you got to make 
your own plan in terms of with the coaches, but the coaches are really good at throwing in any case. So yeah. Um, just you learn these, not learn, but you have to learn these things when you're in the nets and stuff like that to try and get ready for the games. And, and yeah, I guess it's good in a way because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess it's good because it teaches you how to stay focused when you're mentally tired too. Sure. So, Spend a whole yeah. day in the field and just go back. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, exactly. If, if yeah. like 10, then we can like call it a day. It's fine. I bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, uh, listen, if we talk about that. Some, there was one, one or two games when I was playing for Boiland where you'd bowl till uh, a day and a half, maybe. Yeah. And then we down and it's like lunch the next morning and we're batting and I'm batting the whole time. And then we battle the end of the game. Next thing you know, it's the one day game. The next day you bowl first, then you score 90 not out. Yeah. Sometimes you spend a lot of time in the field because just you bat at seven, six. So you you might find yourself with a tail. So you don't have a little break in between sometimes. Yeah. Same with the same with the batters that open the batting. They feel the whole day and a half and they gotta go bat now for three hours. Oh, I've got no so, idea how they do it. But that I suppose that's why they are playing there, or you guys are playing there. And and I'm yeah. like, I, I feel that I can go back to you. I'm like I could call yeah. it a Saturday here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in terms of uh, injuries, that I, have to, I don't want to keep like sticking on it, but maybe what have been the darkest uh, spot you've been in terms of injuries in your career? The darkest would probably be the time I missed out on that World Cup. Um, I got selected for the side and everything, and. Uh, yeah, things just didn't turn out well because I had knee injury and, and I bowled really well. And I made the side there and our team all get our blazers and all that stuff. And then we go to the camp. And the day they left, I had to go because obviously they did fitness tests and this and that. So that was pretty tough. But there was quite, there's more things that happened that year in terms of uh, personal side of things. So I guess that time was just, pretty tough and I was still young. So, and it happened and it was happening like during grade 10 exams and this and that. So it was still young, but it taught me a lot going forward. And then just as well as 19, 20, when I kept getting shin injuries, when I, when I was almost breaking the Cobra side, whatever I was on the brink or yeah. I was, you know, I was, I was just feeling good about my game and then something would hold me back and then I'll get back in and then someone, you know, like, not get back into the into the team, but but getting back into the swing of things in terms of how I'm playing. So yeah, there's been a couple of tough times, I guess, injuries when they hold you back, it's never like it. So but luckily I was fortunate that I had an injury now that was over COVID. So it, yeah, it fell at a yeah. at a good time. But I, I feel like my body's getting like better during the seasons and I feel like I'm getting stronger. So I'm definitely lasting longer as well as fitter for longer. So, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's exciting, especially for someone who has a, a vested interest in you doing well. You know, you always want to see your, your fellow schoolmates do well. But, yes. you know, yeah. like, you know, you mentioned, you said something earlier that I wanted to touch on, and that you, some guys have to work harder um, in terms of getting their body right. As a young guy, how have your like non-negotiables changed? Um in terms of like having to prepare for a game that other that other guys don't have to do. 
Um, I feel like everyone has their own things to do. So some guys really like to work on their, on their, uh, let's call it body a lot as well. So, um, to say that some of my guys have to work more than others is a little bit, yeah, but some guys just got to maybe, you know, they more, their body's a bit more fragile or let's say bowlers might have to work a lot harder than their bodies and batsmen for an example. So yeah. that's why I say some guys just generally have to, um, but obviously non-negotiables are just the stretching after games, recovering well. And, and I feel like the boring stuff, but just, I think managing your times well, so not going at, especially with me, not going at 200% every day of my life. So when I get rest, rest. When I get, like, I used to, when I get rest, I'm doing something. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to do something. I, I can't sit still. So I think rest is important. And then going to gym and just doing like recovery sessions. That's, that's been what I've been doing quite often and it's been helping. So, so let, let's just play a quick game of who is and why, uh, who is the best player you've ever played with? Yes, that's a, there's a couple of really good players. Uh, well, uh, it doesn't be, have to be one, doesn't have to be one. Um, well, I played with Fuff, so no, that's, <laughs> that's a, there you go. Uh, listen, uh, Dean Oliver is one of the best. Um, Andrew Patek is Rory Kleinfeld. Listen, they're all Aiden Markram's up there. Tienis the Brain. Listen, they there's a lot of guys that I've been playing with of late. That's seriously good players. So, um, yeah, playing with it, it's it's quite tough because there's a lot of seriously. I played with Vernon. I mean, you know, I could. Yeah. But probably the best would probably be Dale Stain. I played with him once or twice. Okay. So yeah, he's one of my one of my favorites. Who, who is on Orcs? He, there's a couple of guys on Orcs. Um it's myself, Tando and Tini. Um Good. Uh, and think. maybe yeah, Diego Rosier sometimes. Um even Matthew Arnold, but he, he brings a lot of intensity to gym sessions with his music. Okay. A lot of intensity with his music. <laughs> when I say intensity, I mean it's loud. Very, very loud. So. Sets the tone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell you what, sometimes it hurts your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the comedian? Uh, she's where our physio is definitely Jeffrey Toyana, our assistant coach. Smarks, banter that guy's there. <laughs> loves it loves the banter um lazard williams is in the mix there so yeah yeah couple of guys as well who is the messiest uh i'm gonna throw my captain under the bus a little bit okay just because i, I didn't have anyone in mind but because i just saw his room now in lock when we were in that uh bubble yeah I mean, there was a lot. Of, there was lots happening in his room. <laughs> lots happening in his room with clothes and yeah, shakes and I don't even cricket ball, balls and yeah. So okay. I, I'm throwing a little bit on the bus, but yeah. Grant Thompson. Grant Thompson. That's his name. Yes. So this is one that this is like a topic that I'm very excited to to get into. It's like being the most spoken about youngster. 
Uh, and I think that I don't think there has been a youngster that's been more spoken about that I can remember certainly uh, than yourself. Did this obviously this tag came with uh, a fair amount of pressure, uh, and, and did it come from maybe you? Uh, looking back now, obviously, did it maybe come from you putting the pressure on yourself, or or was it maybe externally or a combination of both? Uh, look, I feel like there was a lot of expectation from me from a young age. Um, a lot of people definitely thought that I'd maybe be higher than, you know, where I am now, maybe, I don't know. Um, but it's all part of the journey. So I think I put a lot of pressure on myself, a couple of injuries as well stopped me, but I don't think sometimes pressure is good, but sometimes you put yourself under too much pressure, which is not great. Um, but I think it wasn't really external. I think it came from within as well as a little bit, maybe external, but I don't think, yeah, there's, I don't mind it, but I don't like it either because we, you know, I don't like to be compared to anyone. Um, I'm me, if you know what I mean. I'm, I'm doing what I have to do and I'm, you know, you may peak at a different time. You may, you know, you're your own person and you're your own player. You develop at your time. So I feel like it's just about enjoying the journey right now. Mm. And when, if I get the opportunity to play at a high level, then, you know, you get the opportunity. So, but until then, you just got to play as well as you can, prepare as well as you can. And yeah, live happy. It's, it's quite interesting that, that guys, you know, you say um, that people maybe expect you to be a bit further than you are now. Uh, but but you're still a young guy. I mean, you're only 24, aren't you? Uh, and, and if you look at a, a cricketer's career, uh, it, it's far longer than it was before. Um, so yeah, it, it's quite interesting how people um, kind of see that uh, that progression. Uh, but but I mean, I guess it's good that you that you identify that it's kind of just your journey and you on it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I'm like, like you said, I still have a lot to learn about, you know, the game. And like I said, the experiences, it, it, it comes and it comes and, and you can't buy it from a shop, as they say. So <laughs> go and buy it at a pick and pay. So I guess the more experience you get, the better, you know, the better things turn out. And, and you know, you also, I, I see it as in a way as in sometimes, you know, some guys get opportunities early and they may be not ready yet. So I'm hoping that, you know, I can be ready and I can hopefully stay in the side mm. if that, you know, opportunity comes and, and, and I do well enough that, you know, I get the spot. But, you know, hopefully I'm prepared and ready and I want to be ready for it. So, yeah. yeah. Like from the age of 15, I think, you know, you're always deemed as an extra colors, uh, which is already a huge uh, kind of expectation. Uh, since then, I suppose, have you ever felt kind of trapped, you know, with like in that that tag has it maybe trapped you or, or maybe fired you up? How, how do you see that label? Yeah. Like I said, I don't really enjoy, I don't like being compared to anyone, but it, it, I mean, it, I haven't really thought about it to be honest for, I haven't really ever thought about it to be honest, whatever people will say what they want to say and people will compete, compare you to who they want to compete to, to also create, publicity for whatever they're trying to do. So, but that shouldn't involve me as a person and it shouldn't involve 
um, what I'm trying to do with my cricket, you know. So I, I look, that man's a great. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> so he's done so much at the highest level. So yeah, to even be in the conversation with him is not where my head is at right now. But obviously, I would like to be just as good as him or um, do as well as what he did at the highest yeah. level. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So last last little bit. I know I've kept you for a while, and it's probably dinner time that side. Um, let's just chat about the move to to Pretoria and the Titans. Uh, what brought about the move? Um, and I suppose what's the shift been like from Cape Town with the mountain to to Pretoria? I've, I've actually never been to Pretoria, so what, what's the shift been like? Um, look. <laughs> The, the move came about because I just felt like I wasn't playing in the side. I just felt like I was um, lost in the picking order in terms of all-rounders and whatever the case is. So I did get a game here and there. I obviously would like to play more. So it was mainly opportunity-wise. And and I just felt that um, when Mark Boucher spoke to me, he said, listen, we need an all-rounder and you'll most likely play a couple of games in the beginning and stuff like that. So obviously you can't guarantee you know, playing, but, um, but there was a gap. So I just feel that in terms of that, it just felt like the right move. And in terms of the adapting, I feel like, um, in the beginning it was tough, but now I'm pretty settled. I've got my own, you know, little, you know, I've got a nice little place here, sort of Beyonce and all that. So I'm settling nicely. Happy days, can't complain, like I said at the beginning. So awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's lacking now, I guess. I think maybe in the beginning it was it was a bit tougher because I was pretty new to the areas and pretty new to everywhere. But I feel like it's uh it's different now because of everything that's come into my life. So it's it's yeah, I'm a bit more relaxed, a bit more chilled, I'm feeling a bit less stress on everything i suppose so i think i feel like it's reflecting well in my cricket so yeah awesome what what's the i mean i know that the titans obviously didn't do what they wanted to do now at the momentum one day cup but that was kind of out of their control and, and you know it sort of looked like there was something good building until the rain came and and, and yeah i suppose COVID the bubble and everything that surrounds that What's the what's the team environment like? You know the culture there, uh, and what sort of leaders are are within that side? It does look like there's quite a few uh, different leadership styles. How yeah? How what what's it like? Uh, look, it's very. Uh, it's the team culture is great. Um, the guys have been really good mixing together. There's been a lot of new guys coming in and out, and the guys have been mixing really well. So. I feel like the, in terms of team cultures, they, they, sorry, they pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, I just lost focus there. No, no, in terms please. of team, sorry, in terms of team cultures, they, the, the culture is really good. And um, the leadership's really good. I, I feel like they've been leading me really well. Like I said, I can t- talk from personal experiences. They they really want you to do well as well because if you do well, the Titans do well. So they everyone wants you to do well because they everyone's worried about the brand and the brand that we're playing for. So I feel like if you're worried about your team, 
you don't focus on yourself a lot and you do what's right for the team. So everyone helps each other because at the end of the day, if we win more trophies, just, just it's just going to be better. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then last question, um, what's next for you in like the next four, eight, 12 years, uh, you know, in an ideal world? Ideally, obviously to play for the Proteas in the next four years, that would be great. Um, hopefully play in a World Cup or two, if I'm lucky enough. And one or two IPL deals will will really set your life up in a different way. So obviously that's where you want to go. But I feel like playing for the Proteas, playing test matches, playing, you know, the game as hard as you can is, is where you want to be. So in terms of that, that's where I want to be. I'd like to obviously... That that's cricket wise, and obviously personal wise is a different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cricket wise. I, I would like to be there in four years' time, or in the next four years, it would be, or next eight. But yeah, next four sounds better. Sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet, bro. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, and I'm actually just looking at the clock now, and it's actually just flown by. Uh, yeah. So thank you very much, bro. I really, really appreciate you coming on. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, hope you hope you well over there in, in the Cape. Uh, it's been like a chatting to you, and um, I'm sure we'll we'll link up soon.